Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome uh, to another episode of Cows of Pakistan. We've just had a uh, uh, what many people think is a uh, historic election. Uh, I don't doubt that it's historic. I was only hesitating because I was going to say fantastic election, and then I realized there must be many people for whom it hasn't been so great. Um, so just in terms of not hurting anyone's feelings, it's been a historic election without necessarily being fantastic. Let me just uh, quickly welcome my uh, my friend, the great Fasi Zaka, to another episode of How to Pakistan. Thank you so much. Have you noticed I haven't turned off the music? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's running longer than his election campaign. <laughs> uh, we uh, were joined today by uh, uh, on sort of basically on great demand. I have a problem with both guests actually. So the first one, <laughs> the the first one has been Love here. <laughs> Did you hear itni tarif hui thi us episode ki? Usme kisi ne tujhe ya mujhe dana hi nahi dala. Oh wow, Omar Wadaich is like this and that. No, no, I was like, like Haram Zado, Haram Zado, we've done 50 episodes for your dumbasses. <laughs> and this dude walks in here and it's, oh my God, Omar Wadaich's analysis is so, so real. So we have 272 constituencies, 141 Kiss province ki hai. Uh, so that was uh, that was the voice of the Punjab, uh, a first time guest to the to the How to Pakistan podcast. Uh, his name is Salman Navid Khan, a very dear friend of mine. Uh, has worked a lot on Pakistani politics and how uh, service delivery issues can be can be won over and driven by uh, by political parties and and key politicians. Welcome to How to Pakistan, Salman. So my problem with him is. Why you guys episode make oh what a sarmal and what is one foreign accents one close to foreign accents and this is what has made this program to to ne jitna bhi canadian angrezi mari hai na ye effect nahi dala abhi tak i'm going to go have more timbits and uh, double doubles from tim hortons to work on the accent because wo andar se nikalta hai na to i'll i'll work on the accent but anyhow we welcome you both Omar Varaj is a return uh, guest. Uh, we we had so much positive feedback that we uh, essentially kind of forced... Baat ye nahi hai, baat ye nahi hai. Tum log jiyo dekhte ho. Tumne baith ke kaha, yaar unne Suhair Varaj ko rakha hua hai, puri wo election sell sar. Hum kya kare, humari budget nahi hai, hum Urdu medium hai. Omar Varaj ko dhoon ke... But in a battle, like in an Islamicistical battle, like the Umar would win over the Sahel. Yeah. Like, the Sahel would be like, like the brothers, you know, from like, my forefathers, you know, the main family. Yeah. yeah. You know, the royal family of Islam. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, so, my brothers would be like, yo, what's a, what's a Sahel? Right? Like, yeah. it's not even, I, I don't know if it's an Arabic name. Is it, is Sahel an Arabic name? Yes. Anyway, so that's out. Much respect to Sohail Baraj. Let's talk about this election, which is the purpose of this conversation. Let's open it up first with everyone's been saying that, Umar, you got it right. The Bilal thing was not, but how did you get it right? Nay, I think what was even whatever the conditions were in the election, there were a series of polls that were reflected by a situation on the ground where PTI genuinely was at the height of its popularity. And not I'm not just talking about the core support that they had, but the one that was augmented by um, the electables and what they brought, uh, and the fact that they managed to become the first party to ever retain Khyber Pakhtunkhwa as a province. So that much was quite apparent in the lead up to it. Um, things that was, yeah, I got wrong was that Bilawa did not have the showing that he, I thought he may do. And I was also surprised that actually we may see Noon lose the Punjab government. Yeah. But the, was it, was can we talk a little bit? argument predicated on PTI getting a bit less because then he would have been essential. Yeah. yeah. So the idea, even, I mean, that's the surprising thing about this book. Okay, okay. PTI was expected to get 100 plus plus. Yeah. Okay. 
Prvo plas, plas, plas. I would also disagree. I, I think most political commentators um, or people who were interested in politics in Pakistan didn't, uh, didn't commit to a hundred number for PTI. I think most uh, were uh, categorically stating, in fact, that Pakistan is looking at a hung parliament with three political parties close to 70-70-70 seats and um, a, a government that would not last very long. This is the, the result that we're seeing. The result that we've seen in Karachi, for example, is is not something that was um, that came across anywhere. In so any this is interesting comedy. that this was the same prediction last time. Yes. Yes. Okay. And there will be a hung parliament in the center. Yeah. And this is what, this will lead to uh, this lock tensions. But then, just a quick question. Both of you, I know, have traveled around the country, you know, constituencies, you know, a lot of, you know, you've been out and you've been fairly recently it's uh, interesting over. you say country yeah. like the punjab is only half the country but but okay i mean whatever so but hamari asal mein london se jo direct flight islamabad ke liye to karachi jaan karna padta but my question is like like you alluded to the polls so you put some stock in the polls and this time round the polling has been done fairly consistently over a year. And it was totally and missing you, last year. And you last all, yeah, last exactly. Year. And you this time around you also had the advantage of multiple organizations doing it with yes. roughly roughly the same tallies. Yes. With a few exceptions, but yes. roughly the same tallies. Yes. So I just want to ask you, Drew, is like um, what do you think of the whole idea of polling and how well it works in Pakistan? And number two is that this particular result... Fasi, you have to wake up. Like, you're, you're three episodes behind. We've talked about polling with uh-huh. Ali Chima and, and Azima Chima. Uh-huh. We, we, the election has already happened. And I know a lot of you sort of A&P types are really upset that the, the new voice of the Pashtuns has emerged, alhamdulillah. Um, but actually, you shouldn't be so upset. Because it was something we were talking about earlier that I think deserves to be mentioned on the podcast, which is that... For the first time ever, this country is being driven by Pakhtuns. The the Pakhtuns in this country chose to hand the keys for their province to Imran Khan and the PTI. And that act in 2013 has resulted in a wider sort of basically energy shift and center of gravity shift in terms of Pakistani politics northwards. So I disagree with that. I would say actually, fine, the, they got the government in KPK, but the numbers of votes last time were pretty equally distributed between Punjab and KPK, and there was a strong showing in second places in Karachi. Was it Tagriwi? driven from there. No, no, no. But, but the thing is, yeah, like in the country's political discourse huh. is now constantly. We, we were just talking about this, right? Like you're sitting in a living room in Karachi, in Gulchan, not in DHA, right? And People are arguing with their, maybe their parents, their Patwari parents or their MQM parents, their yeah, uh, Bodhibista parents, they're, they're, right? They're like, they're like, hey, man, like, you know, KP, they call it KPK, so whatever. I think it sounds cooler to those kids. Look at KPK, like, you know, PTI transport. I'm just saying. Yeah, but these are kids who've never been to KP. That's not the point. The, the country's political discourse is is being informed no, and driven I, I by the words so. no, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, think, I think prior in 2011, right, when you had that sudden wave when they didn't have anything to back what they were doing, this is building up, I think, irrespective of the performance in KPK. Yes. What, what, what is happening, Tigana, is irrespective of... KPK, I think, has a measure of saying, okay, we've done this and this. I think a lot of that can be questioned, and definitely they've done good work, but I don't think it's on the back of KPK. No, no, that's, yeah, you guys are, I don't know why you're We're like not. like purposely misunderstanding. No, you. no, it's, it's, I think it's called cognitive, cognitive sort of d- dissonance. Maybe dissonance, maybe. Look, it, it's a very simple proposition. Never in the history of Pakistan has the mainstream political discourse of the country, the top level issues in the country, referenced Khabar Pakhtunkhwa as, as regularly as robustly, as frequently 
as it has in the last five years. And this election, in many ways, was at least partly. If this election was a referendum on civil military affairs, it was also a referendum on, was, on yeah, PTI's it, it performance was, in KP. It was. It was, but it was about multiple things. Of course, it was. Every yeah. everything always is right, especially in a diverse country like Pakistan. All I'm saying is, if you look at Pakistan today, and you look at the political conversation today, it's a point I've made so many times before. This is a this is the Pakhtun country, like this is a Pakhtun. It is also a Punjabi country, and. A country, but it's principally yeah. a Punjabi and a Pakhtun country. So it's Islamabad. It's, I mean, really, this yeah. is the this is where Islamabad is truly landed as the capital of this country. People, you ask people today, and you tell them Karachi used to be the capital, and they won't even believe it. It'll be inconceivable that Karachi was the capital. No, I, I, that's how. That's how firmly the north has we, taken we'll over on, Pakistan but I, I think my only point to this would be is that you know we'll move on because you don't like the point Salah <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying is like there's a lot of Pakhtuns in Balochistan there's Pakhtuns in Karachi exactly my point like no, you're no, everywhere no, no they're <laughs> everywhere right but I'm just saying is like if it's being driven from a Pakhtun preference I I see that yes definitely KP is one form of evidence for whatever messages that's going out but I think what resonated for the PTI and all that's happening, I think it's one part of it. But again, it's just too much is in the mix and too much was also driven into the mix. Basically, like, like, so, okay, no, no, that's, extre- that's too polite. But, but, okay, so um, there, there are multiple points, right? Um, in the previous podcast with Omar, you, um, he landed a point that was very clear in terms of how important the ticket is and how important the candidate, the, the candidate is. This time around, if you look at the results, especially particularly in the Punjab, you will see in the South a, a PTI, not a sweep, but a generally an overwhelming number of uh, seats that were taken by them. Every single one of them was considered an electable, right? Yeah. Um, in the central yeah. Punjab, every single person who's gotten a seat I believe, apart from Raja Riaz, every PPP um, turned to PTI uh, candidate lost. has lost. But most from PMLN to PTI candidates have won from the PTI um, ticket. BB Parvana is, is an example. We yeah. have people from Faisalabad as well. So it's it's not just about the, the PTI wave, which is extremely critical for places, I believe, like Karachi. Where there is, there are, there weren't any electables in the first place. Are we allowed to talk about Karachi, or do we do we have to stick to sort of you know the main? You know, part of I the think that this is the thing. PTI <laughs> was actually fighting a federal <laughs> election, yeah. which had a KP element, which yeah. had a fierce battle in Punjab, and there was this neglected battle in Karachi. Well, I mean, look, the, the, the so let's start with Karachi. The results being sort of that late across the board in Karachi definitely raises, you know, questions about why they were late. So at a minimum, I think the Election Commission has some questions to answer on that front. The more interesting question is to what degree uh, the crazy man in London, Mm -hmm. the clown, or whatever, the sick, poor guy, however you want to see him, or the agent, uh, to what extent did his boycott actually affect results? Uh, in terms of negatively for NQMP, uh, potentially for PSP, but potentially also for, in, in at least one case, for PMLN, right? In two cases, I would say. So in the Shabazz Sharif uh, contest in which he's up Did again. we see Tana go down in Karachi? That's what I was about yes. to ask. Yes, yes. yes. By how did. much? How big? So um, it varies across constituencies, but um, the one... It's like more than five ticks. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's more than 5%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right across. Um, central west east it's gone now um, in some cases it's more than five percent so that would have helped PTI. Rashid Godel Rashid Godel took how many uh, how many less votes um, than before uh, but he wasn't there this time around in sorry not uh, but uh, was the, on that seat so Ali uh, Ali Rizabdi switched um, so everyone like I said Karachi didn't have electables um, the person in London that you were referring to used to pick candidates. You know, you know and, it's a and podcast. Different. It's not like but, Bamra, so yeah, no, so, uh, His name's Altaf Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the only person who's who's ran twice from the same constituency and won is Farooq Sattar. 
The, and he lost. Uh, uh, this time around, he lost. But and who did he lose to? Um, this time around, he lost to, uh, well, Amir Liaquat. and... 245. Yeah. Okay. So, Amir Liaquat beats Farooq Sattar, which is frankly an unbelievable result, right? If you're from Karachi and from, like, it's... And you don't live there anymore, I, I think, to be fair. It's it's like, wow. Okay. But then, Faisal, Wauda, Varda... Like no no offense, right? Like I, I'm saying, yeah. Like what is that? What what just happened? Beats Shabash Sharif, who was polling pretty strongly, and then Ali Zedi beats Mifta Ismail, yeah. and you you know a significant. And, and I hope and I hope you know sort of haters are confused about what I'm more hurt by the MQM losing or the PMLN. It's not really about what we're hurt by. These are phenomenal results. Now there's two ways to interpret them, and I think both are equally legit. One. Wow, well done to the PTI. They, I mean, 60,000 votes for Ali Zedi in that constituency, like, say whatever you will about how long it took to declare the results or whatever, that is a phenomenal showing. For, 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 for But I think Karachi was wide open this time. Yeah. Because first you had the hegemony of the MQM. That's been smashed, right? And you saw it being chipped away at in 2013. Where PTI got very respectable second place. Ah, Nazmabad. Even if Frederick Bia, yeah. But Vinja Azad, yeah, Nazmabad. Yeah. They had fifty. Rehan Hashmi's right. seat. The, the whoever was running, I think it was Imran Ismail who ran against. Then you see the MQM break up into three parts. Okay, so that undermines them all. PSP project does not take off. MQMP does. Okay, not so did take you did off. you expect that? No, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I thought it was wide open, as I said in the podcast. Yeah. Sure. No, but w- what was your expectation? I actually thought the MKM would come back and PSP would take a couple and so would... We had, yeah, uh, when we did we our had, estimates, yeah, right? Um, we had the PSP taking like three three seats. Yes. And we had the MQM taking like 10. Yeah. Or, yeah. That sounds right. So the No, reason, but that's not what happened. I know, that's no, not, not what happened. happened. I mean, it's like... But that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the important... <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so, so that proves that you know, you and Omar are like really upset. It's like definitely because the election result doesn't sound right. I mean, essentially, to people who follow this stuff closely, just that it wasn't announced right. It wasn't counted. Actually, hey. the problem was, I, to be a bit fair, it wasn't announced right at 11, then at 2. Then at 4 p.m. the next day. 7 a.m. <laughs> problem. 10 a.m. I thought they got it better. Then, uh, 3 p.m. I just said, like, fine. Like, at this point, whatever you say, man. <laughs> you know we're going to get kicked out of this building. <laughs> What, what is, I mean, I know that, like, of course, being from the Punjab, you know, comes with some privileges, but what is the, uh, what is, what was your, did it sound right to you when, when you started seeing basically 115 plus so I versus, versus essentially <clears throat> seven, sub 70? No, so, so when it crossed 60 for PTI, it reminded me of uh, the 1997 elections. I was with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a hardcore Jiala uh, at my college oh, in a bichara. hostel, oh, uh, um, and looking at the at the television, and we didn't sleep for fifty hours straight because we just couldn't. Yeah. So this uh, for for hardcore Jialas and for hardcore shares and shares. So the ninety seven election. I was 15 years old and I was really upset because Imran Khan lost to Mia Mali. Oh, and he, I, I believe he also lost in NA191, which which is now NA247 yeah. um, in, in Karachi as well. So for, for a person who is still stuck in the, uh, and looks at elections through the lens of the 90s and the early 2000s, this election was an eye-opener. An eye-opener, for, uh, particularly for me, uh, in multiple ways. One, uh, I felt very, and I still feel very strongly now, that I don't understand the Pakistani voter anymore. The, the, the new Pakistani voter. It's not just about delivery. It's also about hope and optimism, which wasn't the case or isn't the case for people of my generation. 
the, the whole millennial model. It was is, never the case for your generation. In 88? No, no, no. In 88, no, no, no. 88, 88, 88, 88, 88, 88, it was all about hope. 88 was Dila Teer Bija. All over the place. No, no, but even but, 90, but, 93 was like... I mean, it was a... These were robust. I actually think this is a continuity from 2008, 2013 to now. 2008 was not about service delivery, otherwise PMLQ would have done very well. Yeah. Okay, that was hit Musharraf, restore democracy, support the lawyers movement, and all the development work that Pervez Eli did in Punjab didn't get them anything. So would you, would you say absolutely smashed? And the vote was very sophisticated then because if you look at many seats, what happened was they voted... PPP at the NA seat yeah. and P- and Noon uh, on the Punjab Assembly seats. Yeah. And that was very interesting. It was sophisticated. Right? So, so then in 2013, they wanted would to Would you punish, call that the punish arrogance? Punish uh, People's Party. There you go, punish. Yeah. So it was 2008, you would call that punish arrogance? No, I think that was, we want, it was to punish Musharraf, it right. was to reclaim democracy, it was to support Got it. on the back of the lawyers. And then 2013? It was not about service delivery. Sure. And then 2013? 2013 was just people being absolutely punish. repulsed by the People's Party. So punish the arrogance of Zardari? Yeah. Okay. And so this is where there's, I really think we, like I'm challenging all of us to think about our own cognitive sort of frame. Isn't it possible that 2018, notwithstanding the engineering, there's no question that before the election, there was an effort to suppress the BMLN's viability as a party. No question, in my mind at least. Uh, I can't say much about what happened on the night after the election, but it doesn't look right for, for all of this to have happened, so it should at least be investigated. But in the main, isn't it possible that Pakistani voter got up on the, on the 25th and said, you know what? We punished these these guys in eight. We punished them in thirteen. Let's go and punish this guy in in uh, in twenty eighteen. I thought you were saying saying punish them at eight (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. But but punish them punish them for what? So in two thousand and thirteen, we punished arrogance. No, in two thousand thirteen, we punished PPP because it wasn't about arrogance. It wasn't about arrogance. It it was about Bijli. Yeah, it yeah. was about Faisalabad, Sialkot, Gujramala's industry it not yeah. having. It was about inflation. Yeah. It was about yeah, inflation. It was about uh, dollar. Uh, the the oil prices are hundred dollars. And the sense that the corruption has you yeah. know has continued and that hasn't led to. Yeah. So, so you don't you don't think that the young Pakistani voter found anything to punish the PM? No, no. I, I'm saying that this abstract the the. Cor- Corruption, yeah, no, uh, that's corru- a good word. So, so it is an abstraction. Is, is, is an abstract concept. Yes. It's not, it's much beyond our own imagination. That's what I was referring to when, when I say that when Pakistan... You don't know the voter anymore. I, I don't know the voter anymore. Yeah. Because the voters yeah. used to... So it, it was Bibi and then it was Nawaz Sharif. It was Bibi and then it was Nawaz Sharif. But it wasn't... Salman, isn't there generally the tendency in Pakistan and in other parts of South Asia is towards anti-incumbency? Yes, there is. Generally. Yes, there is. Okay. I don't think we will see, we have seen or will see a government that comes in and gets even higher votes the next time round. With the exception of PTI and KP. This no, 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 nationally. Yeah, nationally. Nationally, that's never happened. That will yeah. probably never happen. Uh, nationally, it's, it's happened never happened because we've yeah. never gotten a chance to have two consecutive yeah. elections. Yeah. This is the first time we've had two consecutive civilian transfers of power. So I think a lot of what how we think about what happens, if you haven't interrupted... That's probably what's changing as well. Exactly. So well, you, you haven't had a disruption. Mm-hmm. Not, notwithstanding the interventions by the by the deep state, you have not had any disruptions, and so the absence of the disruption is allowing the voter to develop a certain kind of sophistication and a certain kind of set of expectations. and And I think that so to me, both eight and thirteen were partially about delivery, in the sense that if you delivered in two, you know, between. 02 and 08, which the PMLQ, at least nominally in the Punjab, definitely did, then can you deliver whilst sneering at the voter? And the answer is no. You have to deliver, but you also have to treat me right. I think this time there's also just clarity in terms of the opposition to PMLN. I mean, this is why I said the last one, that there used to be this time in Punjab where it was between the People's Party and the Muslim League. And now if you are 
a disgruntled People's Party supporter, a former PMLQ supporter, a general PTI supporter, you have a very clear alternative. You all go into the PTI and you coalesce there. We just met a guy that actually, we just spent like 40 minutes with a guy that, you know. I actually think that's really interesting because I'd imagine if you're a PPP voter and you're really disgruntled, you still want death before you go to the PMLN. Yes. And you get this... But you more happily move to the PMLN. Yeah, with a new... And that's also... Significant. I mean, that's what happens to the money. That's what informs um, how politics was done in the 80s and the 90s. So it was anti Bhutto versus Benazir. It was uh, anti Benazir versus Benazir. It was anti Nawaz Sharif versus Nawaz Sharif. And it was anti Benazir again. So the, that cycle, the flip flop in the late 80s and the early 90s, was just about hatred for one. And the coalition, the, the IJIs, and um, so that personality was denied the in the COP. Election. Yes. You see, if Nawaz Sharif was able to campaign, yeah. that would be a different election. Exactly. I, I think we. So yeah. I don't think it would be. I think no, we would be very. Different. I think he was a very central figure in this election, and I think that people came out. His supporters voted for him. The undecideds voted but, against him, and that's. I think there's an oversimplification when we say that it's the anti Nawaz Sharif or the anti Benazir. No, no. Or tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow that, there's going to be an anti Imran Khan so vote as well. Binary, I believe that that binary in Pakistan does not exist. It, it doesn't. doesn't. Uh, nationally, uh, it's not in Khai, yeah. Imran Khan versus anti no. anti Imran no, Khan. No, it's it not. No. So that Pakistan, that is something that's it's amazing about about this country. But the, in Punjab, the, there was a Nawaz anti Nawaz. Yes, there was, but but in, I don't think there is anymore. But the uh, but what the electrical electables bring to the table, and I'm not saying that the ticket is important isn't important, but what we've seen in South Punjab, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Uh, so, irrespective of what everyone says, PMLN delivered significantly in South Punjab in yeah, the last five but, years. But South Punjab is not their natural constituency. They only win UK. There is anger at the People's Party. Yeah. And there is a, an idea that, okay, if they're going to form a government in the center and at Lahore, let's go with them. I also think there's an expression of class sort of uppityness in South Punjab that drove the industrial uh, nuni. To office. So if you look at the Saud Majids and the and the Baligh Rahmans, these are not feudal families, right? Like yeah. there was a, there's this mythology about yeah, the South yeah. Punjab that they all have to so be, you no, know. No, no, exactly. But actually it's yeah. not. The Gadezis and the Gilanis and the Quraysh. But like they're back. But they're back. I think they're not back as them. They're back as Balla. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think as that much as Balla, Bakhtiar can be Balla. <laughs> so, so I think Khosro probably occupies a space where, where like it's still traditional and more rural uh, is, is what I would say yeah. right but in Bhavalpur city I mean Balik just lost right Achha, and it, it's unbelievable Balik lost and concurrently Riyaz and Pizada who basically spent I mean I've been making this point all day right and I think it's fascinating this guy spent like six months wailing about the deep state uh, trying to defeat it and he won the election how's he gonna look talking about rigging Right? Like, I just, it's going to really complicate the case no, for a lot of people. It doesn't apply to everyone everywhere. It of never course has. it doesn't. Of course no. it doesn't. It never yeah. has. You know, even in PML, uh, in 2002, Nawashi's closest people still won. Yeah, but Riyaz Hussain Pizada wasn't claiming that rigging was happening in Kolu or in Jacobabad. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was saying there was an active campaign to prevent him from winning. Yeah, no, and other people said that as well. So, for example, Shakargarh. Yeah, it was Danny, like, oh, Danny. Danny's is meant to be in trouble, but yeah, no, yeah. Manas crushed it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and not not just that. It's not just in single seats. If you look at divisions, or maybe not districts, Gujranwala, sweep. Sweep, yeah. Sheer, Sheer, sweep. Achha, Sialkot, which was supposed to be, you know, Osman Dar was supposed to win, Firdosh Ashik Avan was supposed to win. Right, but a lot, I mean, there was a lot of other sort of people who, you know, you know, the sweeps are interesting. The sweeps have been the changing point, which is. I just have a question. If I was to rig the polls, why would I say no to Firdos Ashik Kawan and say yes to Ahmed Layakat? You must have some kind of perverse mentality to say, in the net evaluation, I'll let this one go and keep this one. Well, so I, I mean, that's my argument. My argument I is broadly, I think, there, there's. I think been, those decisions are made by different people. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 he's right, actually. No, 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 no. no. There's, for me, it's very clear. If thirteen was a largely free, fair, and credible election, which I believe it was, and, and I think that these. 
Uh, it doesn't matter what he thinks, right? For me. And Betty Spencer was a complete concoction, yeah. which was disruptive to our democracy and was an attack on our parliamentary well, that's system. That's the interesting thing. Then, so then today... We, we were told that that last time was a huge amount of rigging in certain key seats. Which seats, for example? The four. Saad Rafiq's yep. seat yeah. and Khwaja Asif's seat. And Ayaz okay? Sadiq's yeah, seat. seat. And what was the result this time around with all of the pressure? Similarly close. Yeah. But of, course now, but, but so of course now... But of course now... this explodes the myth of the 2013 election. And therefore... And, and for me, it explodes the myth of the 2018 election. I'm sorry. There's no question that there have been untoward things that have happened that shouldn't have happened vis-a-vis the PMLN in the run-up. And I'm sure there's some places where the boxes were sealed without enough polling agents there. And I'm sure there's some cases in which people made off with entire boxes that didn't get counted. And I'm even sure that there's places where votes that should have been counted got discounted. So the question is... Well, let me make the point, though. Overall... This is a free and fair election that represents the will of the people. So on my, the my point? On the big. No, no, no. Well, no. Elections are about no, what no, happens my, on the day. Yeah. Elections are also about it, what happens before yeah, and yeah, after. Yeah. I've already qualified okay. that. Give up the second. The other point is, let's say, let's say you have free and fair elections on the majority of the seats with a projected hung parliament. You only need to do hanky-panky in 30-35. Baba, yeah, but where it. was this argument when uh, when Imran Khan was making? Imran Khan made the argument in 2013 yeah. Yeah. that Najam Sethi sat there and actually did exactly what you guys are saying. Mekmai Zarad did not. So when Najam Sethi does it, it's halal. But when the agriculture department... It's going to be context. In 1997, the PMLN leadership, as it was then, sat down and they thought they were going to form the next government. And then ended up with zero Cs. So they've been feeling that they've been denied a fair crack of the whip for a very long time. PMLN. No, 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 PTI. Uh-huh, PTI, yeah. PMLN, PMLN, PMLN 97, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. PMLN, though, you know, Pervez Lai was going around the time saying, No, but Bichara, yeah, Logan appreciate me, yeah, what Kathak was Zada, he would dial Marti. I think this this conversation is very important, but for me, Punjab is a good one. No, so this is the interesting thing. Now you're definitely going to miss this your kid's will be birthday. A fight. <laughs> so what, was, what I really appreciate, we, and I think we should speak about Imran's speech, but the first thing he said was, I'm not going to pursue political victimization. And it seemed as if he wants to set a level playing field going forward if there wasn't one before. And that would mean if... They are, but at the same time, if you listen to the speeches that Sheikh Rashid gave and Asad Umar gave on election night, they were starkly at odds with that. Rec- right, and and I can't wait until Alim Khan gets a chance to show his true colors. Well, there'll be two fights going on right now. One is PMLN versus PTI for the independence, and the other is Alim Khan versus Shah Mahmood. But this well, I mean, Shah Mahmood is is uh, out. Right? He lost the provincial He lost the provincial seat. But this speech was also but Zan, one of Zan, Zan this speech yes, is also one of three speeches that would be paid attention to around the world. Right? The first being this one, the second being once you know they have a position of government, and third is whether the address to the nation and the first once he's in power in the assembly. So I think that he would be really out of sorts, if he chose to give, you know, uh, I'm not saying it's a great speech, but it would have been a huge problem. He's got three speeches where attention will be paid around the world. Yeah. yeah but, but Wait, are, sorry, you, are you discounting the quality of the speech? Because no, I've seen a lot of that on, on Twitter. No, Everyone's like, why, why, why is he getting credit? No, no, I think he was quite alarmed by the way he was perceived. Yeah, yeah. For example, he said, you know, Indian media name is Mugam, Bollywood villain. Mugam Bobana, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said that? Yeah, so, bo- he said the gentleman a Bollywood villain. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Mugam Bokhoshni Hua. <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he made the right call, right? Like yeah. this was a time where they would listen. But do you not Everyone expect? I mean, I guess maybe it's Nawaz Sharif's fault because yeah. you know everything is. But you know, I mean, the lowered standards of conduct from leaders of countries with you know two hundred million. Not people. just that. Do you remember Yusuf Raza Gilani's speeches? One when he gave when he extended Kiani's uh, term in power, yeah. where he couldn't even look at the camera. The second he gave when he re- restored Iftikhar Chaudhry. Okay, yeah. I mean the standard's been low for a long time. 
Musharraf's speeches, General Pervez Musharraf could neither, now Angrezi bol sakta tha, now Urdu. Okay? There would be two syllables. He's the saddest little Mahajan boy I've ever here, seen, man. Two syllables there and never a complete sentence. Yeah. I think and, and used to say mulak. Yeah, 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 which, which, which is very Lahori. Saman's looking at me because he knows that that's like, that's a big button. Now, uh, Yusuf Reza Gilani. Christian college thing. One yeah. of the things I heard about Yusuf Reza Gilani, which I used to absolutely love. And I forget it. Wa alaikum assalam. alaikum So one of the things that I forget right now is anybody, uh, foreign journalists used to say this. It's whoever shows up and asks him, sir, what is your vision for the future? Three Ds. Development, <laughs> defense, diplomacy. So you know right? what the PMLN did, right? Yeah. In their 2013 manifesto, it, it was, was the four Es. What was that? Energy. Energy, energy, energy. energy. <laughs> Means the economy, pehle, energy. Pehle energy tha, bagheteen, etc. Etc. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, we've gone off topic now. Punjab mein hukumat kaun It will be a fight. It will be a bad knuckle. So, so here's my, my take on this. I don't if, think the PPP is joining PMLA. Yeah, no, so, they aren't. So here's what... Yeah. Plus, they only have six seats. Yeah, so <laughs> the leverage power there is quite small. I think int- whoever is the chief minister, if, if PTI is able to get the independence on their side and they do end up making a government, a weak one in, in the Punjab... All they need to do in the first <laughs> month. <laughs> We're playing charades. The, co- the, 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 the cover, the lid on your coffee yeah. might pop off because it's not snug. Well, you're not very good at charades. <laughs> 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 I just checked if there was chocolate. In there. <laughs> all, all, I, I believe anything, all that PTI needs to do in the first 30 days is to present a resolution which says... Ek South Punjab ka suba and let PMLN oppose it. Yeah. And they'll automatically have a higher ground and they'll get another six months. And another 25 seats in the Senate. And That's all they need to do. Especially if they have a weak government, which they will. Mm-hmm. But did you hear Hamza's speech today? Yes. Very that, good. That was very good. Yeah. Very right? But what he was hinting at, there were certain things he was hinting at. Yeah. One is, we're willing to let this election slide if we get our government. Yeah. 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 The threat being, the thing that was unsaid was, if you steal it, gloves could come off. Yes. Exactly. That's the other I, thing. I that have a happen. point on this, right? I, I just think they won't be able to... Okay, Hamza is different, but his uh, dad, right? He's the kind of guy... Who can't do street fights? What he can do is write a strongly worded letter that he gives to a UN observer. Oh my god. <laughs> why, why do you hate Shabashi? That's, that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, but do you remember when do you remember when Salman Tasin Asadari got rid of the Punjab government in 2009? Yeah. Mm. They, he turned into a street fighter. Did he? Yeah. A lethal one. I don't know. I found him really subpar. <laughs> So he has to change his name as well. Yeah. But but so anyhow, without the PPP, they're sitting pretty. They got their problems. What are they going to do? I, I, I think Because I think he is subject to the, the same... The Punjab government is absolutely crucial to Imran Khan's fortunes. But my yes. point is, he is subject to the same surgical judicial excision that Nawaz Sharif was easily taken out. So and I, I think he doesn't want to go that So route. I think the thing that people are talking about in the center, that there'll be a hung parliament and that will determine the fate and that may lead to instability, has actually happened in Punjab. That's interesting. You're that right. You have a that's hung really, assembly. That's it. Yeah? But, yeah. That's why they Mugget, pay you Mugget, a big Mugget, buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's why how do Pakistan keeps bringing you on. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Mugget, it's, uh, yeah. Also, it's also interesting uh, what Umar just said because that just reinforces that what happened in the Punjab? Because that's that's what Pakistan is. Five. So, ab isi ke upar Punjab ke under. Do you think that a a person who is at the center has a uh, has a stake in Khyber Pakhtunkhwa and has a government in in Punjab can effectively get re-elected in 2023? I I believe that a 
a party at the federal level with two provinces to govern and to present to the media and to the people of Pakistan, it's it's going to be hell. Irrespective of how strong PTI was mm-hmm. right now, even if they had 10 seats over PMLN right now. In the but what it time. means, though, Salman, is a lot more stability. So the thing that everyone has been struggling with for the longest time is how can you run a federal government without the Punjab? Yeah. There's something that hurt Benedict Bhutto, it hurt Yusuf Raza Yeah. And they couldn't deal with it. And they tried to topple them in that way. So I, I, I disagree I, with I, that. I, I think they dealt with it okay. Like, I didn't, but, but they didn't. You don't remember Governor's Rule? No, I, I, I do, but that once, was... Not once, but it was an twice. An attempt once and then... Yeah. And I, I just want to sure. add Then there's a flip side of yeah. it. Yeah. Are you going to deny PMLN a space anywhere? Yeah. They don't even get a little province or anything. Yeah. So, so there's a wider okay. So there's well, a wider strategy enough. question. Wider strategy question is if you look at Kaptan's sort of track record in terms of how he leads, when he was facing an uphill battle, let's say the other team has uh, enough runs on the board and enough wickets. I mean, what we learned. I mean, we all people forget how deeply he influenced like national psyche. His thing was, just go all out and get wickets. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. So is that guy going to worry about the 2023 election right now? No. Or is he no, going to go no. all out no. and get the wickets yeah, and not that, worry about how many runs, uh, you know, get, get accumulated? No, right. but the electables that he's brought over, they're thinking 2020. Of course. Yeah. So, so yeah, the yeah, battle, yeah. of course yeah. they are. So yeah. the battle my, in the PTI my, now is not electable versus... When my grandson versus, will become the MPA. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> of course, So, but, but then the battle in, in, in the PTI... It, the, 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 strategy, the strategy battle in the PTI then becomes not electable versus uh, ideological. The battle becomes delivery now in accordance with the ideology of the party or perpetuation but of power. tell me something. If you are a PTI supporter and you get disgruntled, what do you do? You're oh, not going to go to the No, no, PTI parties. supporters don't get disgruntled because they don't, they're no, not. No, no, So what will happen is they will start blaming other things. This is what I'm kind of yeah. concerned about. Uh, it was Don, Don and Jung, yeah. columnists, newspaper yeah. anchors, yeah. Yeah. India, yeah. Russia eventually, yeah. Yeah. and eventually yeah. I guarantee so you So this is the China. big danger. The big danger is that Imran and PTI turn into Erdogan-style demagogues. Yeah. That's not a danger. That's a I'll, possibility. I'll put, yeah. uh, no, no. I'll, I mean, I'll, if he's so allowed you, you, to rule, you would support fifty thousand people in jail. No, 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 no. And the opposition behind bars and all newspaper shut. Look, Even I'm if he already. Says no, I've I already agrees with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine, <laughs> <laughs> but but in the interest of a serious conversation, yes. You're talking about the transition of Khan and the PTI into something that I think has already happened. That's yes, you're right. Actually, in a way that it was a transformation that has happened but couldn't be exercised. But my 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 sort of reaction to that is not to be apologetic. But what I was struck because by this is a modern governance reality. It's not something innate to PTI or to Imran Khan. No, but this it's, it's where we. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I, the I, world that we. I'm going to stop this for a second and go back to something you said, uh, Omar. And this is just part of the non-serious element, but I was just reminded of something. One of my friends, Omar, I I won't take his full name. I don't know if he wants to, but he wrote a line. He said he was going to use it once the results come out. But now that the results are really different, he can't use it, so I'll (laughs) use it. He said that he'd like to put it up, that nation, at least happy, we have most well-hung parliament. Oh, no. Yes. no, 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 no. I believe broad. even for PTI supporters, it was surprisingly good. No, I think also, but it will be surprising for other people because if you are Asad Omar and Sheikh Rajiv, who are on this mission to just have, who can only exist in a space of conflict, that's a very tough speech to deal with. No, but these you include Asad Omar in that. The speech you gave on the election night was right. Yeah, was pretty nasty. Okay. Yeah. What is that about? 
But didn't well, what is that about? Not, That's not, interesting, but, right? Former CEO of Angro, yeah, someone I actually personally really, really like, um, respect, smart guy, loves the country. Whose brother is in PMLN? Sure, but he's very senior. So in why is he? Why is he? Why is he so? I think that's what PTI is partly defined by now. It is an anti-Muslim lead noon party. Then they and politics <clears throat> is about division. It's so, about where you know what you're for and what the other side. So, do you think this speech, this Imran Khan speech, was a pivot for PTI in terms no, of? So, I'll tell you what it was for me. And I spoke to someone that morning, and who was I spoke? This person was. Sir, your buddy Gala se okay? No, 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 buddy Gala nahi kya. But I spoke to this person, and they said that they were happy that PTI had triumphed, but they were worried that Imran Khan has changed. And then they had the speech, and it's so far from. What got there? Oh, Nawaz Sharif. In ki shurwaare gili hogi hain. Ye hogi hain. Langa. ठीक है. और मैं तुम्हें पटाऊंगा. मैं ये करूंगा. मैं वो करूंगा. It was so different from that. That this person was suddenly hopeful that that old Imran might still be there somewhere. Right. And the speech was very different in its tenor and in its focus than. The one that Sheikh Rashid gave in Pindi and the one that Asad Umar gave in Islamabad. Dude, this speech look, and the others that other PTI people are giving all around. But but, but they're taking like I said, like I was asking, is is this speech a pivot? Not because everything before this was anti Nawaz or anti PMN yeah. to get to, now it's about him to, to get to a stage where you can wear a, a shirwani, ru- right? a ruthless pursuit of power. That's what this election no, no. campaign was. So, no, no, I, but so what is he now? So until now, it's been. I mean, now, I've written this. Man, it, 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 now I think in his eyes, this is fulfilled destiny. Is no, no, but what? Door. What is the destiny for? Because I mean, I've been very critical. I mean, this is. I'm not going to go into the criticism. It's all out there. But what? Why was he pursuing power? Because it isn't just purely. So that's what I wonder. Is this moment when he lift when he won the World Cup or Yabir Abi World Cup? So that's a really great analogy because the World Cup was he was in that game and that tournament. No, 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 no. So no, so no, so no, so no. This is really important. Why was he in the World Cup tournament? Why? To build a hospital, baby. Okay. Hundred percent. Yeah, jitne uske kareeb. He he had a torn like he his shoulder wasn't working. He was injured. He was injured. Cortisone injection. And the speech, right? No, and the team wasn't great either. Vakar Yunus was injured. For example, they had to bring Akhil Jaber. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah, bowling kara raha hai. Yeah, Jaber never bowled. In zaman mein ekdam se lekar aaye hain ladka jisko kisi ne pehle nahi dekha tha. And Vakar got injured right before the tournament. And then he goes in, and he wins the thing, and he makes that comment. Which we all remember, and we thought it was graceless. What was the comment? I don't remember. He didn't thank the team. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. At the twilight. He didn't thank the team yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he always had a contempt for his teammates yeah. while while playing cricket, and I hope, I hope to God, he, he has a contempt for for the people that, especially the finance. Didn't you see the yeah. bit right before when he said? So I think if this is the World Cup, the 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 victory of the World Cup was not for the innate power or value of the World Cup. It was to deliver the cancer hospital. So if this no, is the no, World I Cup, think it, I think it was about that as well. I think it's about destiny. It's about I think it was about success. the World Cup and the it's hospital. About, I'm okay, captain. fine. Yeah. So if this is about becoming prime minister, what is the other thing? Because I think it's an expanded version of Shaukat Khanum. I think it's service. Is it? So you're saying he's not thinking of this in political terms, but the power is a means to something else. Look, here's why I'm very critical of him. I think there's a naive little boy that often makes Khan's decisions for him in his head. And he really thinks that now that he's there, he can actually just do the things that he he's made all these promises he's jacked up 30 million kids i mean it it isn't less than that that number there's 30 million kids in this country whose hormone levels are like through the roof right they want to kill anybody that says anything negative about it so that speech actually denied them things to be angry at because he yeah. says we're going to make peace with india we're going to have a mutually beneficial relationship with the us we're going to open the border with afghanistan that 
That would be interesting for some people to That was really big, actually. Okay, that was yeah. massive. So, yeah. so tell me, yeah. how do you think these he people said he's that not are not going to seek political revenge. These kids you're talking about... They, want all, they, they don't like have, any of this. Have you seen whenever disqualification happens yeah. or someone loses, how crazy they go on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. They love it. They want blood. Yes, so, so and he's and he's suddenly and he's, saying, he's won the World Cup, and instead of actually now stick, taking the bat and beating someone over the head with it, which is what he's he's trained and so programmed far, his, so far, his so supporters. Far. Now I mean, he's I, saying he's gonna take he's gonna build you know, a hospital. Why can't he just be smart enough to know that lead up in the and once I win, I will do this. So let's also take into account that he's you seen, can, he's seen five years of... But he's also seen five years of the KP government where he knows how difficult reform is. Where he knows that delivery is not that easy. That right to information, hai, education, hai, health. Hai, that it's easier said than done, right? Um, so it, it's not as if he is that naive. He's seen things... He's seen... What, or maybe he's got you know he's got a lot of experience I I'm just it's an interesting parallel that I think Umar and Fasi just posed right is this the beginnings of AKD slash Erdogan my worry is that it is, but this is the wrong country to try that in. Because it just, if we go back to the political conversation and the and the political map, what he's done miraculously, and this is why I was making the point about this no, country we, being we, a Pashtun. We have, we have a comparison. We have Zulfiqadi Bhutto. We have a comparison. And that will be interesting, actually, about Imran Khan prime ministership. Is He will want to be a player on the world stage. Oh, which, he has to. He's going to be at Davos in, in which January, Nawaz I guarantee. Wasn't. No, he's, he goes to Davos anyway. Yeah, no, but now it's going to be a big deal. Which Yusuf Raza Gilani wasn't, which Asa Zadari wasn't, which Pervez Musharraf was in his capacity as a military ruler, and before that it was Benazir Bhutto and it was Zulfiqali Bhutto. Imran is not that different to Zulfiqali Bhutto in some ways, in terms of the angry populism at home, the divisions, the divisive way he's seen, the kind of role that he would like to play um, internationally, where he is put at odds with the U.S. and with other people, perhaps, uh, and with India, of course. And then the fact that he will have to negotiate some very uh, sensitive tensions with the structural issues with the military. What That's you- a question I'd uh, actually ask, and I'd ask that of both of you. So it's interesting that, you know, one premise by a lot of people, and one of the reasons why the Hong Parliament was so analyzed was also because it gave voice to a certain apprehension, which from many accounts, even some in the military have, is that... He's too erratic. Yeah, He's too yeah we push him this far, but we don't give him the keys. Yeah. And so, in terms of now that it looks like he is going to get the keys... Do you think that was a conversation at 10 p.m., 11 p.m.? Sir, I think it's like that. Let's go, let's go. Keep How do you think, yeah, that's my question, is like, how do you think he'll handle that? Will he do what people presume is that, this will be really tough for his supporters. Yeah. Because they want both together. Yeah. Right? Which is like the old Nawaz Sharif. Yeah. Okay, up Nazri Pakistan, Nawai Bakht, Nawaz Sharif, Pakistan, Fawzindabad, Ziyan Haq Barhom, Shaheed. So in this case, if there are any divisions that appear between the military and Imran Khan, it will be very, very hard for his supporters and members of his parliamentary party to deal with. So, so that's why. So that's why he. You. You. Do you think that that's why he needs PMLN in the Punjab, so that he constantly has a a point. villain, and yeah, that's point. exactly the answer that's to why Asad Umar is talking the way he is. You can. They need the, a villain. They need a. Every, every, this, this kind of an equation, like if we're expecting like just, you know, flowers and petals, like that's, uh, 
it's never Neverland, right? In the real world, this kind of a figure and movement or party needs a villain. If they lose the PMLN, there's only one game in town. And I don't think that is a fight that anyone's ever going to win like that. I think you're going to win that fight over a quarter century but, but, yeah, yeah. through economic but growth, question, but you're not going to win that question, fight. My, my question by to all three of you, what do you think will spur it? No, Sorry. it can be anything. Yeah, but why, why are you assuming it's spur? Hoga. Uh, that's a structural tension. Wait, are right. we still doing the color? So just to clarify for the for the listeners, this what we're civil military about. tension, right? Okay, yeah. and you're which saying, have affected every single government in Pakistan ever. Okay, and the pattern we have seen over the last two elections is a new government comes in, it gets a lot of space. Yeah, it tries a few things out. Makbulo jati hai. and then eighteen months down the line, yeah, they run into trouble. This happened with everyone. Yeah. And so the question is, and I think it is not about who the personalities are or about people's goodwill or sincerity or whether the army is pro-democracy or whether the Democrats are pro-army. Yeah. It's that there is a structural tension. These are people, and Imran Khan, I said this in the last podcast, was he will want to be the most powerful person in the country. Yeah. And right now, that is not a position that the civilian yeah. prime minister And by the way, no one has... Destiny marked. Oh, I'm gonna. My destiny is to share power with this person. No, and it rarely happens. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. No, and I'm. Bitta, ab kya banna chahte ho? Ami ami, I have power shared. Ha 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 that's politics for you, right? It, that, that's what Pakistan is all Maybe about. Up, for example, look at this thing that Imran said about open borders with Afghanistan. Yeah. Right? How much money has gone into building this fence? That's a red flag right there. Bang! That's a source of tension. So you yeah, don't but think... But wait, 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 wait. So this open is borders, I've been saying Open borders, to, no walls open borders means trade. Yeah. And trade but, but to I, I want to add one thing. No, 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 no. He's a he, European Union, uh-huh. which means freedom of movement for people so, and goods. But, yeah, I would add but, no, 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 but still and through legal... Is, the policy of Pakistan has been to kick out Afghan refugees. No, 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 it hasn't. No, no, no. Yes, it has. No, no, it has. 150,000 people have been kicked out. They haven't them. been kicked out. Yes, they have, they have voluntarily. Out. They have gone to They're the UNHCR. They've been paid. This is a separate conversation. I want to add one thing: is that Imran also is, in some ways, a pan Pakhtun romanticist. Like he looks at he Pakhtun, overly romanticized. He overly romanticized. If you read his book. Yeah. It's almost like he's orientalizing himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. What a line. It's Italia. Oh my uh, God, that is the uh, best. <laughs> By the way, he's not coming on the podcast. This is Art of the Pakistani conversation. We're doing it. But that's the thing, right? Like, So when he also looks at the Yaqan Pakhtun, he's the guy who's taken up the mantle of resisting the Western Imperial project. And so even when I heard this thing, I just thought, okay, this is something, maybe he has some idea that this is a red flag, but he went for it. No, but I, the, so I don't like, think it's a red flag. Uh, neither do I. I, I. It's impossible for... Fodge for is not stupid, bro. Like, And neither is he. No, no. And, and, and the military... I, I, I by the way, what does the military want with, with Afghanistan? It, it doesn't want what you like this, this, this idiotic notion no, no, that strategic this. depth and it wants to run no, 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 Afghanistan. Nobody no, wants no, to no, run Afghanistan, bro. No, no, and I realized actually Imran's the points of tension that used to be between Imran and the military have obscured a great deal. Military operation Yeah. He was completely isolated when military operations were happening in two thousand nine. Yeah. For example, in South Waziristan and there. Drone strikes, he used to complain that they're happening with backside complicity. Yeah. Those have reduced to a total trickle. Yeah. And then uh, the issue that, so those things have gone away. And then when it comes to America and Afghanistan, he, he wants negotiations with the Taliban and the Trump administration has come around to that. Yeah. 
and the Pakistani establishment is on that page. The question is, can the Pakistani establishment push for a deal in Afghanistan that is acceptable to everyone here and there? Hmm. Anyhow, I hold out on this. I think that, um, so I agree with all these things happening. I also think is that the question will be is where does the direction of travel come from? Right? So even if they are agreed on the same thing, one of the points will be is that who is determining what the position is and how much that position is. You know, if, if our bro Toru was on the podcast, he'd say, Fasi bhai, aap abhi to usne oath bhi nahi liya hai, aap uske liye problems bina rahe ho. Hum itni mehnat se humne revolutions leke aai hai. I forgot which Toru until <laughs> سسٹرس I'm I'm literally I get goosebumps thinking so many of my brothers and sisters but they're so happy and so I hope that the happiness is actualized I really want him to succeed I mean he his success is not like yeah, but this isn't success. necessarily an it's, argument Mushar. lots of people are happy when a coup happens okay 99 no, no, that's not no no I think that's really unfair because I think that the people that are happy maybe there's a big overlap between those people and people who who would support a coup but frankly i mean at least you know i can own up to the fact that in 99 i wasn't on the streets protesting i wasn't mem tiny butter but i was also not protesting hmm. and and i and i and i thought or abhi aap usi position mein aage i'm not <laughs> <laughs> look I, i just i just want the country to do well and i think that this might be a window i think there's a lot of risk you know a couple of my friends were very upset gimenez coca he's not a religious extremist he's a cynical gamer and people really believe he's a religious extremist and i think they're well within their right to believe that because he's deliberately fed that narrative right so i think these are the kinds of questions where he's going to have to answer and i think a lot of people who are very cynical and saying are you seriously thinking that he's going to answer them in the right way I think what my hope is I think I know the answer to that but my hope is that I'm wrong. I just want and to say so what I'm yeah, putting yeah. out there is that hope, right? Look, and I, I think we should all at no, least no, give I him mean, I mean he's literally not even become prime minister look, yet. I think there's a so I agree with the gist of what you're saying. I think there's a lot of things that people can be happy about which will absolutely sink you. Some of people are happy about prejudices as well. In this particular case, I think if people are skeptical, that's great. You have to look both coming now. You're no, not, I mean. No, just, <laughs> if people are skeptical, that keeps the system healthy. That being said, the one thing I do believe is that now you've got a government, you're going to give them a honeymoon period. They have to find their feet. And we all owe it to jump that. At the same time, I think that if those of us who have doubts and were proven wrong, there's nothing happier than that because that means... Everyone is still winning. Yeah, everyone wins. Pakistan wins. <coughs> Salman? Um, I, I still can't get over the fact that A, um, our political leaders didn't visit our, our beloved province, but it was just on during, lead, in the lead up to yes, the elections. Yes, that was astonishing. And there was no PTA. No, but PTI has won, by the way. From, from, Two. One of them won and one of them won. Quetta. 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 He was winning it. And... But the the good thing about Imran Khan's speech was the start, where he mentioned specifically and thanked the people of Balochistan, which is great, but unless or until he follows this up with a handshake with not just so Akhtar, Akhtar, Mengel. Akhtar Mengel, but also the Jamal Khan um, and uh, Jam, Jam Jamal Khan and everyone, everyone else, yeah. everyone else. This this project of mainstreaming, if, if I'm, and I'm going with what you were saying, mainstreaming Khyber Pakhtunkhwa in the, in, the, in the Pakistani imagination, if PTI was able to do this, the, the best opportunity of doing that with Balochistan rests with Imran. I should, just in the interest of fairness... Do you think fairness, part of that was a pitch for them to join the government? Yes, I think so. 
Yes. So you could end up with a government that. You don't want to be cynical. But then you're mad at me. No, but that's an optimistic <laughs> thing to say as well, <laughs> right? That you're hopeful. <laughs> no, no, no. It is cynical as well. <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe that in all of the four provinces, yeah. So you could have yeah, three PTI, provinces. PTI. So, so PTI will either be in a coalition. It will no, have, have to be in a coalition. No, have to be. I'm saying. चारों सूबों में पीटीआई विल आइडर बी इन अ कोलेशन गवर्नमेंट इट विल हैव इट्स ओन सीएम सूबों में कैसे चारों और इट विल हैव अ लीडर ऑफ ऑपोजिशन ओके ये सिर्फ तीन और ये तीनों की तीनों पीटीआई की चारों सूबों में होंगे अच्छा बट दैट्स इंटरेस्टिंग ना यहां पर आप ओवर एक्सपोज हो जाते हैं और यू यूनाइटिंग दैट्स व्हाट माय माय ओरिजिनल क्वेश्चन फेडरल गवर्नमेंट पंजाब एंड केपी एंड अ कोलेशन इन हिंदुस्तान इफ यू हैव अ स्टेक इन कराची नाउ एंड सेंड लेट्स दिस इज द थिंग दैट्स बीन मिस्ड आउट इन द पीटीआई फिनोमेना राइट So does the People's Party become a, a bogeyman in Sindh as well, for example? Because traditionally the focus has always been Punjab, Punjab, Punjab. But you would have a situation where they have a strong opposition yeah. in Sindh. Uh, I don't think they can form a government. They don't need to, they won't. And then the question <coughs> is, do they get, if they do get Punjab, does that leave a really strong, lingering sense of grievance amongst the PML and Bhutan? that will come back it's a I I don't know about the PMLN but you mentioned uh, the PPP as like a stump or you know a remnant or residual um I think Bilawal needs to fire Mr. Bhutto Zardari and and create a political career for Bilawal uh and and I mean a lot of things when I say that um but I'll ha- I hope we'll have the chance to talk about the future of the other parties at a future date This has been a wonderful and really uh, engaging and fun conversation. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Umar. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Um, Salman. Thank, thank you so much. This was a fantastic conversation, Fasi Zaka. As always, thank you so much. We'll be back soon, and don't get used to so many podcasts. We can't continue at this pace forever. Take care, everyone. Good afternoon.